0: You're listening to DraftKings Network.
1: The whole world knows this is not a great hockey player. And I tweeted that and people were like, he's good, a good hockey player. He's not a good NHL player. What did you think I was talking about? <laughs> Wee <Kiwi>? Timbits? <laughs>
2: Hey, everybody, welcome back to Too Many Men. I'm sporting the merch today. Um, my name is Allison Lucan, and I am thrilled to be back with all of you. But most importantly, first, with the inevitable, the dedicated to finding the truth, the unterminable work ethic when it comes to stories that matter, and the gorgeous, Sarah Sivian. Sarah, how are you
1: today? Jesus, I am better now. <laughs> I'm better now, Allison. You are just love you adore you Uh, that's
2: all and of course we would not be too many men if we didn't have one of the most prolific knowledge banks of not just who is playing hockey and where in all levels and all types of the sport but in terms of analysis thoughtfulness and comprehensive detail that is the athletics shayna goldman shayna say hi hi how are you I'm good, how are you? Shaney, you had a big event today, what happened? I dyed my hair. Oh, and you're wearing the merch too, we're very proud yes. of you. Good job, yes. good job, good job. Thank you.
0: It's Sarah. black, just in case this leaks a little bit, I figured black is good.
2: <laughs> what, describe the new color choice for us for our friends who are not watching on YouTube.
0: It was blue, dark, oh sorry, go. Go, Okay. Go. It was dark blue before and my roots were very long and then I decided I don't want a dark blue anymore. So I bleached it out. And unfortunately, when you bleach out brown, it turns yellow, obviously, but I had to bring it higher. So it was uh, very, very ugly earlier. And now we have some sort of a teal mix we're going I with like it. right now. Thank you. I think I, like I think that we're going to go teal and eventually wade into green and then be like, I hate it all and go to like pink. <laughs> you Perfect. could be wrong
1: with that hair. <laughs>
2: Well, friends, we would be remiss if we didn't get right to the content that we have so intentionally planned, thanks to Sarah's great work this week. And, of course, we start with Sarah's favorite segment, which is... (laughs) (laughs) Bidonus! Well, we... <laughs> Two pieces of Bitto news. We know that there is a lot going on, but again, this is our show, so we get to pick what we talk about when we talk about Bitto news. And first up is some Professional Hockey Federation PHF news. Uh, Mikhail Nahabidian, who is also known as At Hunter of Stats on the Twitter has been hired by the Montreal force as its director of analytics. We believe this was, this was first reported as we saw it by Mike Murphy, uh, follow and support his work and follow and support the ice garden as well. Um, we believe this to be the first of any PHF team holding a position of this kind. Shana, you are one of the go-to resources in the women's hockey space. Please break this down for us. Tell us your original thoughts.
0: I think it's great. I think anytime a team can get the ball rolling with it, it's a good thing. um data is a lot more sparse in the PHF, but it's getting better as athletes has teamed up with them. they've worked with instat before. so you know it's more than just former player uh, current scratches sitting in the stands, stat tracking for the coaches um. There's a lot more interest. I know, like, the Buttes are one team that has a lot more interest in data, and they have someone working um, in their analytics department, Of who is their analytics department, I should say, because, you know, the resources in women's hockey are a little bit different. But to see this position is great. We're going to have to start a, PH, a PHF chart to go with the NHL analytics chart. You know, if this is a sign of things to come. There are so many smart voices in the women's hockey sphere who could do this kind of work, so any team should want to hire them and jump at them and watch any of the conferences you know these data conferences see the work that's been done that's how you know, you can discover any, really anyone's work before they go work for a team. It's like, what have they done in the public sphere a lot of the time? So, you know, there's great voices out there, great minds. Definitely would advise any team to give people money to do that because your team will be better and then you'll make more money.
2: Shana, I know you tweeted out some names. Can you just maybe offer maybe there's a team GM listening to this podcast? Because who wouldn't? <laughs> let's be real. What are some other names in this space that teams of any kind of hockey should be looking at if they're looking to build up their analytics department?
0: Alyssa Longmere is a computer. She's brilliant. I don't know how she does it. And she's on the other side of the world and does it. And she's someone who can work with literally nothing and come up with these robust numbers and things to, you know, tell the story of a team. And Carly Markey is, you know, another absolutely brilliant mind. She's so smart. Um, so those are the two that come front of mind immediately. And even for more, you know, those are people who work with data and computerized engineering, every smart thing that you're like, oh God, you know, when you hear it. Uh, Mike Murphy too though, the work he does with their hockey counts, uh, can't, you know, support that enough.
1: As much as I want Mike Murphy to get hired, as much as he deserves it, and F me, it doesn't matter about my my wants. I, oh, he's such an important public hockey writer and women's hockey and he is so, Oh my God, someone needs to, like, he needs an apprentice, then he needs to get hired and live the dream, and we need his apprentice. That's all I'll say about that.
2: Thank you, Sarah. We know that data is your passion, so we appreciate that so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Graphic design is my passion. (laughs) No one cares about zone entries. (laughs) Sarah Sivian, 2022.
1: Stand by it.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, we have another bit of news about Sarah's least favorite NHL team. So, of course, we're going to go to you, Sarah, for the initial analysis. But it was announced today, Thursday, that Jake Vertanen was released from his PTO with the Edmonton Oilers. Sarah, this was a critical roster move, not really. Tell us what you think.
1: <laughs> it's just, this is a failing on multiple levels that I don't know how you look at yourselves and say I'm a competent GM, I'm a competent front office. If I do something objectively, the whole world knows this is not a great hockey player. And I tweeted that and people were like, he's good, a good hockey player. He's not a good NHL player. What did you think I was talking about, Kiwi? <laughs> Timbits? What did you think I meant? Yeah, he could be, he could tear it up on Timbits. We all, I understand that. Why do people rush? And then they call it my agenda when I say he's not a good player. My agenda of having eyeballs and wanting to watch Connor McDavid play and having to see that. No, my agenda of thinking good people, smart people should be hired in front offices. That's my agenda, yes. and I stand, My agenda of not wanting a piece of shit who is also not a good player player to be on an NHL team I yes I have an agenda that is my agenda and I I think the NHL GM's should adopt the agenda of because what did they say they took two weeks to think about what they were going to do and they ended up spending way more time and energy than they should have they could have focused on other people signing PTOs they could have focused on anything else going on with the Oilers but this man wanted to spend two weeks to think about what he should do. This guy gets in a penalty box a million times, is as bad as he was in the KHL last year, and they release him. What was the point? To make your employees that are front-facing suffer? They didn't do this, and they have to take the brunt. I hope he apologizes to them.
2: I'm going to put my money on no, but (laughs) Shayna, your thoughts, if there's any more you'd like to add on the non-Vertanen signing.
0: I'm so proud of that whole rant. I know. Every part of it. I was like, it was perfect, like, really. It was really perfect. Wait for this perfect. one. Turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad he really had the two weeks to worry about Jake for 10 and this is what the world needed. So hopefully, you know, another team now jumps in and goes, well, if Edmonton didn't want, like, I, I don't even, I don't understand the thought process from day one of being like, this is a player we need. So it's nice that he didn't make it. Am I rooting for someone's failure? I guess I am. Yeah, I am. It's fine. I don't give a shit. Um, but, like, it just, it, it really just blows my mind. Like, it was so unnecessary in the first place, and now the Oilers can pat themselves on the back and be like, look, but we didn't sign him, but you didn't need to manifest his existence in the NHL again because he doesn't deserve that, and I can't get, like, over that point enough, so congrats jake for 10 and on being bad enough on the ice that no one wanted to deal with your off ice shit maybe take the time that you're not playing in the nhl to do some good so maybe you might deserve a chance in the future but until then you have not earned it therefore you shouldn't be in the nhl there
2: we go friends i think i think we've put a put a nice uh cap on that bottle <laughs> god bless all good right riddance <laughs>
0: Edmonton will make us talk about them in, what, two minutes? We'll figure out a way.
2: Unfortunately, (laughs) probably true.
0: Um, But
2: that is our Bitto News for this week. Um, Guess what, my friends? NHL hockey, actual NHL hockey is starting this weekend, like games. So since it's coming for us, since the preseason is ending, we would be remiss if we didn't bring you a Too Many Men season preview. And so what we wanted to do was go around the group, and each of us is gonna share one off-season move that we're most excited to see shake out, and then one team we think makes the playoffs who didn't last season. Sarah Sivian, you just wrote a brilliant piece. Make sure you tell people where they can find it, and then tell us your thoughts on those two questions.
1: Bleacherreport.com. I have my link tree, courtesy of Shana Goldman, who told me to do that because it is kind of tricky to navigate the website. Yeah, I did one word to describe every team. Edmonton was stinky, so I, I don't know. I am sorry. I thank you, Edmonton fans, for being good sports while we navigate this. I, and that's another thing. Like, I know you didn't want this. I know. You're trying to be uh, whatever you're navigating this thank you thank you for the sport but yeah one word to describe every NHL team that was a fun article you can find in my link tree um one move I'm excited to see shake out oh, good question I, I I think Vincent Trocek on the Rangers is going to elevate the Rangers way more than anyone actually thinks. Vincent Trocek was such a huge contributor in multiple ways for the Canes last year, just especially he blew up in the playoffs and he is a weapon in, in multiple ways. He's a great like a domino effect where you're at, like your center depth, he really flushes that out well. So I, I'm excited to see that. I think the Rangers are gonna have a great year and- A team that
2: makes the playoffs that didn't last season.
1: Ottawa Senators, let's go. It's Ottawa's <laughs> year, America's team. We are hammering. We got to think of other things other than Ottawa Senators. Maybe the Canucks. I don't know. But I'm, I'm hammering the Senators, especially if they get Chikrin.
2: We'll see. Shayna, your offseason move to watch and your surprise team.
0: Okay, I was going to say DeBrincat because of Ottawa. But since we're talking Ottawa making the playoffs, I'm going to... Switch Gears. I want to see the huberto Kachuk trade shake out. It's one of the biggest ones. That was that was a trade I was on vacation from work from. Like I was off. I took 4 days off and I got drunk in a Mets game and that trade fucking happened and I was in the car and I was like I can't not write and everyone's yelling at me like you're off and I was like I just got silent and wrote my fucking chunk of the article in the car cuz I was like it's too big like I can't not. So now I need to see how it shakes out. Um What do you I'm think? Really intrigued- I want, I want your prediction. I think that Huberto is going to be fine in Calgary with their structure. I think that Elias Lindholm is going to be, like, really good for him. And I think the Flames are going to have a better, like, one-two punch now versus just one line that does everything. Kachuk, I think, is going to be fine in Florida, too. But, like, I think the loss of Uyghur is the problem there. Like, I think their offense is going to be totally fine, totally good. Like, that I love. It's. I feel like no one mentions how good Uyghur is because he fucked up in the playoffs and read a play wrong and went behind the net and that's all we're going to talk about with him now so I think that it's like good for both teams in a way but I really want to see if the Flames trade a defenseman now to bring in another forward because if I'm them like you have Anderson, Hannafin, Uyghur I would trade maybe someone below them now because you have such good depth otherwise and bring in like a really good scorer to like complete the top line so I think it's good for both teams, but Florida's cap space situation now and no Uyghur. I'm like, that is, that's, you know, a decision. Like, wait, can can we read the Jeremy's comment? Um, <laughs> producer Jeremy. Yeah, every, every, every producer Jeremy is saying this is how everyone does with Uyghur now. Like, it makes sense. Like, you look at any... Like Damon Severson, like he's a very good defenseman all year, but he got fucking walked by Mitch Marner last year and everyone thinks of that when they think of them now. So it's like, I get it. We're biased. We think of like these big plays, but
1: they're more than just one fuck up, you know? You know what? Uh, you got to try really hard not to fuck up against Mitch Marner because then it's like the weird Toronto Maple Leafs oh my god. god complex, <laughs> especially if you're the Florida Panthers. You don't stand a chance against those columnists with their columns. They're losing their minds trying to figure out how Mitch is somehow the perpetrator of the bad, but at the same time, not championing the Panthers at all. Like that is a conundrum for Toronto Maple Leafs columnists everywhere. Moving on. I love this. How does Mackenzie
0: Weger affect the Maple (laughs) Leafs? We never knew we needed it. And the team, I think, is going to make the postseason that didn't last year is the Islanders. Maybe it's not like a hot take because they should have made it last year had things not gone totally south, but like, for me, I'm super intrigued by it because it's the same roster as last year essentially, with the new coach who was the assistant coach, but is going to bring a whole like I just want to see how this works out. So I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I wanna see if Lane Lambert is what everyone expected and brings the offense and while still like maintaining some defensive structure. So that's my pick. Allison, go. I have this pressure
2: to match the energy, and I don't know if I can <laughs> do it here. I see my and this is the problem with going last. We're gonna have to plot these things out better. Um I am watching because you stole my thunder a little bit, but we have to talk about the Leafs. How does this affect the (laughs) Leafs? So I'm looking at Matt Murray in net, and then conversely, Jack Campbell going to Edmonton. And what happens? These are two teams that, right or wrong, hang a lot of shit on their goaltenders, and they make interesting choices for how to fulfill that this offseason and now is it feast or famine because i don't feel like there's going to be a middle ground here i don't feel like this is a league average situation um for either one and maybe how do you
0: think they're going to be though what's your prediction i
2: well we wish bad on the oilers so
0: i feel (laughs) like jack campbell's gonna
2: struggle i just i don't i want matt murray to be good i just feel like maybe his window has closed
1: He's had a How great preseason, not that that really matters. Like Sarah Sivian. <laughs> the preseason champion of Matt Murray. 44 out of 45 shots he stopped, something like that. Good for him. The
2: Seattle Kraken goaltenders allowed not a single goal through their first four games. <laughs> so,
0: this is, this is the comeback cup. season for goalies. <laughs> Matt Murray, he had a little stride of hope last year before he got hurt. He stays healthy. V- Vesna race, it's happening. I Grubauer, do, right there.
1: I do um, think, God. like, we are off the rails. I know. It is Matt Murray's maybe last chance, and I think he's gonna have the redemption arc. I'm not saying that means the Leafs, I don't know how this is gonna affect the Leafs, but I do think he's gonna have a really good season.
2: Are you saying you don't know where this will leaf them in the standings? I'm uh, saying I believe okay. in him. <laughs>
0: Yes, Shayna, you got one. No, I don't fucking come up with this. I'm not witty. I'm like literally these like quirky little phrases and puns. That's the, I go to you for that. <laughs> and
2: listen, my team to make the playoffs who did in the last year is also Ottawa. I'm not gonna not pick them. But if I need to pick someone else just for Team Chaos, you know what? How about Detroit? Let's see if Detroit Ooh. can do it. Yes, Moe Sider,
1: yeah. Norris. That's my Norris see? pick.
2: See, there you go. So I love there's. It. So there's my pick. Um, So that's our hockey bit of news. Uh, We will be, again, coming back to you with hockey analysis, decisions, choices, thoughts, as this season gets underway, as we usually do. If there's certain things that you wanna hear us talk about, that is what Twitter is for, let us know. Again, it's at two underscore much underscore man. Um, But we need to dedicate, unfortunately, a large portion of this podcast as has unfortunately become tradition to our shit list, Um, and we're gonna bring it to you in Too Many Men form, but we also want to make sure all of you understand that we understand the severity of this issue and what's going on with Hockey Canada and these were just some thoughts that we put together. Um, I'm gonna share this with you and then we'll get into um, each of your thoughts. Um, but first and foremost, we do offer uh, content warning um, for sexual assault, sexual abuse. Um, we think it's crucial not to minimize or desensitize ourselves to anything about the ongoing scandal surrounding Hockey Canada, but we recognize how deeply painful and triggering this is on multiple levels for so many. We hear you, we see you, we stand with you, and we are you. We have decided to plan an individual episode dedicated to unpacking the scandal and are giving victims and giving victims the respect and justice they deserve to the best of our ability. If we're being honest, we're disgusted with some of the careless coverage of this and we take our platform seriously as an opportunity to do it right. That takes the time and effort we are currently giving to fully understanding this matter at hand before we fully speak on it. So there is a special episode coming. We're trying to bring in some people who are experts on the many facets of this and we will bring that to you when we feel we can do so responsibly. That said, we will now delve into the latest disturbing details coming out of the ongoing Hockey Canada investigations. Sarah, you've done so much work um, pulling us together and making sure we as a team are on top of this. Why don't you start by bringing us up to speed with some of the recent developments in this entire situation?
1: Yeah, as we said, we apologize to for anything we don't cover enough. Like it, it can be so hard to cover this, but we want to give enough context without like belaboring it because it can be triggering. So more and more troubling accusations are coming out of Hockey Canada with the investigation since reports of the organization mishandling allegations of gang rape that first publicly surfaced back in May. On October 3rd, a report from the Globe and Mail revealed that in 1999, Hockey Canada created a second undisclosed fund called the Participants Legacy Trust Fund, in part specifically to settle sexual assault lawsuits. Please keep in mind that Hockey Canada had already confirmed it paid out $8.9 million in in settlements to 21 complainants with sexual misconduct claims against its players since 1989. 21 complainants silently settled off for $8.9 million. And according to the Globe and Mail's new report, the $7.1 million in this fund that has now been uncovered was transferred from the National Equity Fund, which comprised of registration fees from youth players. So that's where their money is going. According to the report, the money from the Participants Legacy Trust Fund was designated for matters including, but not limited to sexual abuse, and to handle claims against Hockey Canada's member branches from incidents occurring from 1986 to 1995. So that was something they've uncovered from the past in these investigations that they're doing about the present. And what did Hockey Canada representatives do when this report surfaced? They defended themselves. Chair of the Board of Directors Andrea Skinner, who is Sabres forward Jeff Skinner's sister, faced the Canadian Heritage Committee the next day, defending Hockey Canada leadership and blaming the media and politicians for making this about hockey when she believes it's a societal issue. And she said, regrettably toxic behavior exists throughout society no segment of society is immune per katie string of the athletic this is what she said in her opening statement suggesting that toxic behavior is somehow a specific hockey problem or to scapegoat hockey as a centerpiece for toxic culture is in my opinion counterproductive to finding solutions i'm trying hard not to interject here but there's allegations against hockey canada and you want to say oh society is messed up too this is not the way to do it we'll get into that there was plenty more <laughs> bullshit to go around that you can find in strings full article and we will link to that in the episode bio but among the most egregious skinner disingenuous disingenuously questioned if the lights will stay on at Hockey Canada, if we keep being mean to Hockey Canada. How dare we? I, I hope the lights shut off if this is what they're saying. But Strang, she is just such an incredible reporter tackling these hard issues. And she received comment from parliament members following Skinner's defense of the organization. I am absolutely incredulous, MP Anthony Housefather told her. It shows there is a huge disconnect between the board at Hockey Canada and their perception of management versus Canadians' perception and the perception of this committee. And MP Sebastian Lemire, added that's a demonstration that hockey canada is in a bubble finally someone's saying it that has any clout so since then significant sponsors such as canadian tire and tim hortons have pulled their partnerships with the organization that's huge hockey quebec has cut ties and prime minister justin trudeau suggested thursday that canadians should create a new entity called canada hockey if hockey canada doesn't quote change soon unquote quote again there needs to be wholesale change they need to do it they need to realize that if we have to create an organization get rid of hockey canada and create an organization called canada hockey instead people will look at doing that Trudeau told reporters in ottawa there is a lack of understanding that they have lost the confidence of canadians the sooner they get to that the better it will be for everyone absolutely true there's a lack of recognition, understanding on every level and it's just exhausting to keep going through. Allison, what are your thoughts? Well, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, I find it
2: absolutely abhorrent that, first of all, you hired some shitty ass lawyers if this is the defense that you're going with because I'm sure that they came to them and said, there's a couple angles we could take with this and that defense and denial and refusal to accept any accountability um, is just abhorrent but in some really awful way i mean at least they're showing us who they are right like we don't have to pretend now let's just have the conversation because this is who you are um i will say that i am also however pleasantly surprised that at this point for the first time in a long time, we are seeing significant reaction coming in the only language that speaks, and Financial. that is money, yeah. that is money. That's right. So with the significant amount of sponsors who have at the very least stepped out through the 2023 season, including World Juniors, um, if not permanently severed their relationship. And I want to give a shout out. Please keep me honest here. It was Canadian Tire who not only announced separating their relationship, but also intentionally diverting those funds towards causes and organizations that do address some of these systemic issues. Um, It is a really tough time to realize that the game we love so much, that this is what they think, that this is, and that they think it strongly enough that they can, speak this way and act this way in defense of some pretty repulsive acts. Shayna, what was your, that's just been kind of a waterfall of information story, headline after headline. Where have you been at with this?
0: Yeah, it's just nothing short of disappointing. And I'm really impressed by the companies that did step up and the ones that started this because once The one shoe dropped, you kind of assumed others were going to follow. So I think it's always impressive for, I think it was Tim Hortons was one of the first. So, you know, kudos to them. And, you know, for the companies like Canadian Tire that aren't just taking the money away, but giving it somewhere that matters is so important. But it's incredible to be, you know, to say this isn't just a hockey problem. It's a societal problem. Like, it is a societal problem. It is a hockey problem. And specifically, it's a Hockey Canada problem. You don't, you have issues elsewhere. Of course, in other sports, in other Completely different professions, but within hockey right now, that doesn't change the fact, that doesn't suddenly make it okay. It's just saying that if you think that it's such a problem, then why why contribute to it? That's what you're okay with all this time. It's been one cover-up after another. The funds that they've had, what they've used to pay off these problems, it's it's repulsive. And there was a line, you know, I think it was from Skinner saying, blaming everyone does not mean that there's a sense of accountability. No, you're right. It doesn't, but it's a start by holding, by putting blame where it belongs is a start. Then you hold people accountable. There's a process to it. It's pretty simple. Like it's like, if you spill a thing of paint, someone will go, Hey, you did that. You're pointing it out. Now you have to be held accountable for it. Clean up your mess. Like, it's not like this is something brand new. All this, like, why do you, it's incredible to me that people are so quick to be like, well, you know, you don't want to just be canceled for this or whatever, but like you do have to be held accountable and if you're in this high up position for an organization like hockey canada this is not some peewee team or anything you're hockey canada the standard that everyone should be looking up to that's a huge deal and on that guess what on that wee team like if you were in that position it would still be important to be held accountable and fix it for future generations and to make it right for those who suffered in the past so it's just mind-boggling, you know the way I get it. Everyone wants to act like it's not their fault, but it did happen. There have to be repercussions, and this is it. And I'm not sure dismantling hockey Canada and folding it and making Canada hockey is the answer. That feels a lot like Russia and the Olympics just slapping ROC on their chest and saying it's okay. You'd you like the lights compete. to stay on, is that <laughs> what you're saying? <laughs> I don't. I think the lights need just to <laughs> need to uh, be broken. Take the light bulbs and smash them up and rebuild. Hockey Canada, don't just change organizations. That's I, I feel like that's running away from the problem. If maybe Hockey Canada shouldn't exist, but the people who are a part of it that built it up can't be a part of this new picture either then. There needs to be a discernible difference that it's not just changing the name and hoping that solves it. And there are people throughout hockey throughout the nhl who are involved with hockey canada like bob nicholson is with the oilers and was with hockey canada until 2014. everyone has some share of blame in this they shouldn't just be handed new opportunities because they can't be trusted to fix what's already you know what they've contributed to breaking so i think it needs to be absolutely dismantled no question about it but there needs to be change even if you change the name, it's not enough in my opinion. In a sport where we
2: literally call for a player's head when a goal against happens because they fucked up, or a coach needs to be fired, or a GM needs to be fired, where we have this code of accountability. If you can't do the job, you need to be gone. The To your point, Shana, like the, the defense of these leaders to be the ones to fix it or whatever that one quote was, or that they are the ones and and to give a vote of confidence and grade the effort an a like it is maddening. And again, it just speaks to, I mean, they're showing their asses. It just speaks to how they value and evaluate situations like this. Sarah, I'm sorry I cut you off. Oh,
1: it's okay. I just like totally get what Shana was saying and that there's a reason we have museums and why we learn history and that's to attempt to not repeat the mistakes that we've made. So Part of The first part of that is owning up to mistakes that we've made and not forgetting about them and honor. I feel like a lot of us, even not on purpose and meaning well, are losing sight of the victim in this situation and getting so wrapped up in the semantics and politics and bureaucracy of Hockey Canada when we are forgetting that there are multiple victims in this situation and they need to be treated with respect and honored and it just feels like we're losing sight of that sometimes and it's really difficult to talk about the issue at hand in a way that toes the line between like you're not re-traumatizing people that have gone through it to say exactly what happened but at the same time not losing sight of what did happen.
2: And Sarah, I mean, honestly, let's talk about that a little bit because my opinion too is I think A lot of, for example, our frustration and and other people's frustration is because at the root, at the originating event, at the originating assault, the victim wasn't respected, the victim wasn't heralded, the victim wasn't considered. So it's that manifestation of that frustration that drives the frustration now. And what can we do now? Now we have this frustration, what can we do now?
1: Just remember that when you're talking about this, a victim is there's so many victims of sexual assault everywhere and if they haven't if you don't know one then that's your fault for not being somebody that they feel comfortable with and if you go to tweet something that you think you're doing a take about this or something just think about a victim absolutely will see it even if it's not that specific victim and no, I don't, I don't want to cancel you if you accidentally, like we all slip up sometimes and lose sight. And there is so much going on with such a difficult subject matter. But if you're going to equate this situation to any type of metaphor, don't. You don't know what it's like. You don't know how it feels. And you need to stop centering yourself if you're a man. And, or, I mean, men are, I want to be clear, are victims of sexual assault too, especially in a white supremacy cult like Hockey Canada and Hockey in Canada have become and I feel for all the male victims too who might be minimized by saying if you're a man shut up but if you have not been a victim of sexual violence then you have no right to make a metaphor about this
2: and you know it's frustrating because listen if I thought that she had pure intent to say this is also a societal issue because it is if I thought she had pure intent, I'd be willing to go into that conversation. But literally last night, a national NHL commentator went on air and thought it was fine to say that women are watching hockey because they think the players are cute. And so you can't come and tell us that this isn't a problem and it isn't accepted. In I mean, Imagine if someone said that about investment banking, or, and I'm sure, listen, I'm sure there are people who think it there too. I mean, when I was in consulting, I was sent home from a project one time because I wasn't allowed to wear pants. So this is the world we live in still to this day. But literally that happened less than 24 hours ago. And I just, like last night when the discourse started happening, I had to log off because I like, I just, could not exactly i
1: I couldn't do it i couldn't do it and i don't okay i don't need nobody needs to defend him but I, i do think he didn't think and didn't mean that and that is part of the problem you know i think we need more people that have maybe gone through things like this to be on these panels and to be in the room when things like this are getting written so maybe it's more of a joke about how tyler sagan is a womanizer not how people want tyler sagan I think there was a way to do that, that he probably meant to do, but it did not. We have to be careful and thoughtful. And all of that's happening at once. Then you got the Oilers situation. It's just, it's so much. I just feel for anybody who is struggling with their hockey fandom right now. And we're struggling too. And it's, it's hard to get up and, oh, who's going to be the play off with like, sometimes it's really hard to give a fuck, and, and we're here for you, and we understand that feeling.
0: Shayna, any thoughts? I'm just agreeing with everything you both are saying. Like, it's it's such a problem at every level, and we don't even, like, realize it, and I think that everyone just needs to be a little bit more thoughtful. Uh, fuck, I know I can be. I say shit that is stupid all the <laughs> right. time, and I know you both can be like, yeah, you definitely didn't think before saying that. I know, Okay. But, like I want I want to be more thoughtful with things. And I think especially if you if you have a platform, you have a responsibility to be thoughtful mm. about things that maybe you wouldn't think twice about otherwise, but, like you have to. and even if you don't have a platform and you're someone on Twitter with five followers, you don't have to be an asshole. It is not hard. People are going through shit that you don't understand. and you know, even you don't have to understand it to to give a shit and be thoughtful about it. So, if anyone wants to, you know, talk shit about this and have their hot takes, like, pick something else. Go fucking complain about the Maple leaf jersey saying milk. I'll listen to any bullshit take you want to have. Go off. But, like, <laughs> it's just, like, I'm tired. Like, that's the thing. Like, that's the difference, I feel like, too. Like, after this last year, like, I see things and I'm, like, I'm just going to close Twitter and go do something. I'm going to go pet a dog and like you just need a break because it feels like it's thing after thing in hockey and it's it's shit after shit after shit and the shit pile is so high right now and it's like enough you know like it, it it's just a lot so that's that's my thoughts
2: yeah and like to be clear too to that point like I don't think any of us I know I am not saying like there isn't room to be better we all fuck up all the time and you know, my general rule on stuff like this, and especially with social media, is don't type or say anything you wouldn't say to someone's face. And so part of this is learning when you might have said something and it's not until you, are forced sometimes to remember that there are a bunch of different people in this world with a bunch of different experiences that when you have that moment where you give pause before you say something, you've learned something. And there's room for that and that's good and there's space for that in my life. That's why I'm so angry with what happened yesterday is that that group of people feels completely confident to take the defense of we've been attacked, we've been villainized, We're doing fine. This isn't our problem. And to acknowledge nothing and to think that these are the people to carry this forward is insane and insulting to me.
1: That's just all there is. And there needs to be a conversation definitely about the way we speak and the way we're able to have accountability and things like there's definitely been times where I've messed up and I've had a hard time admitting it because you are so scared because when you have like a public facing job, it's kind of if I admit, like, no one's watching out for you except yourself in a certain way. So if I don't double down on what I said, or if I admit I I slipped up or didn't mean it like that, people will be like, of course, yeah, you suck at this. And it's it's an interesting conversation. But I think we all need to allow ourselves the space to examine what we say sometimes and why, even if it's not about intent, it's about the impact that it had, you know.
2: Indeed, indeed. I was, every tweet that Katie Strang put out yesterday I just I would read it and I'm like someone those words were not just come up with off the cuff those words were all very carefully chosen and it's just maddening maddening, maddening. that's what
0: makes it worse yes the intent there, uh, it makes it so much worse like if you're just saying something and you fuck up like move on okay sure right. you know but when you're in this position it's like the NHL statement you know when we talked about the Canucks It was very careful, the tone. They are professionals, that's their job to do it. The same is true here. They have been prepared by, I'm sure, PR people, by lawyers, by people within Hockey Canada to to say things a very particular way and to avoid saying things a very particular way. So if you read the words, you don't even have to read between the lines. You read the words, you're like, those, it was a choice. Every single word of it was a choice. And when you make those choices and string them together and decide to spew bullshit like that, there's intent behind it that just makes it all all so much worse. Here was the one example that did set me off that I did comment on. So
2: just to give if people think here's the here's here's the message Shane is talking about. So this is again, as reported by Katie Strang yesterday, MP Lisa Hefner drills down with Skinner on her assertion that it is unfair to scapegoat hockey for cultural issues. Skinner says sexual assault and mistreatment of women is a quote societal societal problem, end quote. Quote, I think we need to not just sit back and condemn hockey, sit back. The implication of saying you're sitting back, you're not taking action, that you're doing something lazy. To Shana's point, all these words get chosen. These positions get chosen. And that's that's what makes me so mad.
0: Yep. Amen. I'm fully agree. So yay, hockey. It starts this weekend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Woo! <I'm> so excited. <laughs> um, we will obviously uh, continue to keep watch on this story. And as we said, we are working to bring you even more informed content because listen, at the end of the day, we do love this sport. Um, That's part of why we're so passionate about it. And that's part of why we believe that we should be doing everything we can to make it better for those who are around it now and those who come later after us. So um, let us know your thoughts, um, honestly, unless it's how we look today on the YouTube stream because that we're not (laughs) interested in today. Um, We end every episode with our favorite game. So let's bring a little bit of fun back into our day. Um, if you listened last week, you know that my husband is desperately advocating for a change in the title. Shayna has decided to not grant him this wish at this time. She has informed him of this choice. So Stephen, we love you. I adore him. I really do adore him. It's his birthday on Monday. We can at least wish him a happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Stephen! King. Happy
0: birthday. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but uh, sorry, Stephen. Here we go with fuck. Mary kill
0: i like that you're the one saying it too like it's not happening it's not just on us you're just like nope well, it's it, listen hashtag
2: brand okay this is where we're Thank at you. i agree um we need a shirt shayna we need a shirt hashtag fmk that could be can arranged. you do that merch I can queen. let's do that.
1: go new
0: merch 2022 <laughs> 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 That's what we need so we can get a bunch of... I actually just got a text, too, from Mike Murphy, who texted me to show me a picture of his brand new Too Many Men fanny pack in purple hey. for everyone on YouTube. You can get these. They come in black, gray, I think white, navy, purple. Yep. They're great if you want to... We a... all have oh, one. I love it. They're so happy. hot They're right amazing. now. Beverage drink, cozy. <laughs> it, that's the thing. Just when you go out and you are you want multiple drinks at once, you don't want to keep getting up and going to the fridge or cooler, pop a drink or two in there and you have it. You're strapped up with the drink. That's what we all need. It really is. It, it's multi-purpose. Sarah,
2: what's your favorite part of the uh, Too Many Men fanny pack?
1: Uh, it's cheaper than the Lululemon one that's very hot right now. We were ahead of the Huge. time. We were years Huge. ahead of this. And Huge. I don't have to like hold on to a purse or worry about it, it's just I'm staying strapped. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so uh,
2: speaking of Fuck, Mary, Kill, um, for those of you who uh, have been following along, and again, speaking of things that sadly, in some ways, in certain parts of, of hockey culture have generated more rage than the Hockey Canada sc- uh, scandal, uh, ads have been coming to hockey in more and more different ways. Uh, so we're going to talk about that as part of our Fuck, Mary, Kill, because we are going to see some new digital ads uh, coming this year with broadcast. Watch for those. So, Shayna, you're up first. Are you ready? Yes. She's nodding yes. Remember, we are still an audio medium as well as a visual. We need the words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here we go. Shayna, fuck Mary Kill. Helmet ads, jersey ads or ice level ads meaning ads on the board superimposed on the glass all those things that you see and you're like well how can the fans see through that and then you realize they're not actually there they're just on the broadcast (laughs) go
0: um i'm going to kill the jersey ads actually uh i think the thing for me too is like you don't want it that you buy a jersey and they have the ads and i don't know if that's the case for some of them so i will kill those um I think that there, everyone over-dramatizes them. Don't get me wrong, and I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think that if you can make up money from, especially the last couple of years, or raise revenues because hockey sucks at doing that, by all means, but I don't love them. I will marry the helmet ads. They're so subtle. They're so small. We don't notice them. Again, everyone makes a big deal about them, but they're they're there. It exists. It's it's perfectly normal at this point. This is how you make money. Um, The ice level ads I will kill because I do... I, I mean, I'll... Ma- I'll fuck. That's the one I'm missing. I will fuck those. Because I like I d I don't I like that you don't see them in person as much and like I, I think that's cool how they do it. it is just for TV. Um the new incoming boards are the thing everyone's talking about, those digital boards. Um if it's done like the way it was during the World Cup of Hockey, which I feel like everyone's forgetting was actually a thing, I don't hate it because I thought it was cool when a goal was scored how it started like flashing the player's name and I think that there's a way to use it, just not doing anything too obnoxious while gameplay is live. Like, I think that there's a way to do it that might be kind of cool. So I'll fuck that because I think there's opportunities there if they can figure out how to make it not distracting.
1: No, I think the fuss people made over the jerseys should have been made now when Weish reported about the, like, virtual ads that are going on in the, on the boards or whatever it is. I That is so distracting to have something blink. It's like, I, that might benefit the players because they're not going to have to see that stuff and they can kind of it's like a cleaner environment for them but like it's it's hard enough to look at the puck as it is when I like barely have my glasses on whatever um don't want to have to be challenging my eyesight with something else so I'm going to kill that I'm going to also marry the helmet ads I do think I like the Canes did one a few years ago that was like 3D. I thought that was kind of cool. You can get kind of creative with that in a way that doesn't really matter. So we love that. I am going to... What did I already do? I killed and I... You have to fuck married. the Jersey fuck. ads. Yeah, I'm going to fuck the, the Jersey ads. The fuck is just eluding us. Is this karma for yeah. not saying today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, we're in our loveless marriage era. I am going... Yeah, I'll fuck the jersey ads they aren't that big of a deal they're making okay they're gonna make me money i'm gonna sit there and be quiet and take it okay moving on so i
2: actually like the jersey ads i'm going to marry them i particularly if you're if they're going to be like milk and things like this like come on folks like this is just glorious content and like the fact that team's And I get it, it's a corporate sponsorship, but the fact the teams are going through like this huge like social presentation and like reveal, like it's glorious. Come on, like I need this in my life, it's so good. So I'm going to marry the jersey ads. Um, I am going to kill the helmet ads. I actually hate them. I like it when it's a logo. Fun fact, the first team to ever have a 3D logo on their helmet was the Columbus Blue Jackets. Fun fact for you. Um, I don't like them. I like them just to be the team. I think they're weird. And like, then there's all this weird stuff. Like, the whole thing is they're so small. And like, is anyone even actually seeing them? I say no. Um, So, therefore, I will fuck the ice level ads just because, honestly, I think that if we can get into a space where we're doing more creative things with broadcast, we can do some of the things like we started to see, like Nashville was doing in the postseason with some cool overlays of the ice and things like that, too. So, if it helps the greater good from a technology perspective, I say it'll be fun. You
1: make a good point. That's all I got. As always. <laughs> if we were
0: all different there. I like that.
2: Well, we all agreed last week, so we have to make it different yeah. this time. That's good for true. us. When everyone agreed
0: That's with good. me last week. Because I'll be going wow. first at, at, at Fuck, Mary Kill every week now. Because <laughs> everyone will agree with me. Never again. <laughs> always. <laughs> a moment we'll never forget, because I will never <laughs> let anyone forget it.
2: Sorry. Sorry. All right, my friends. Well, that does it for this week's episode of Too Many Men. As the hockey season gets underway, look for multiple, probably two episodes a week from your favorite Too Many Men crew. Um, We have some ideas, some plans that we hope you'll enjoy and keep that hockey content coming. Until then, we've already told you about the merch. Be sure to check it out. The link is on our website, Too Many Men Pod or in our Twitter bio. Follow us on Twitter to find that bio at 2 underscore much underscore man. Of course, follow Shayna at Hey Shay. That's three Ys each time. Follow Sarah Sivine at at Sarah Sivian and I'm at Allison L. And until we talk again, remember to think of others. Remember to put them just as much importance in your life as you put yourself. And please be good to one another.
1: Love you. Have some fun this week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>